Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Joe Fisher here sitting in for Mike Lynch on Sports Sunday. Rashad Taylor across the glass. Of course he's here with me on Sunday. He's always here. Oh, well, I'm supposed to be most of the time. Hey, since, uh, I mean, since I've joined the show, you've been here every time. Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, Mike's, I need, Mike's I a need bit a, of a slacker. I need four days off. Mike is a bit of a slacker, if you didn't know. But, yeah, you didn't hear that from me, though, folks. Uh, so it is me leading this ship last hour. We talked a little bit NBA. We talked about the match between uh, tiger and Phil Peyton Manning and them. Hopefully it goes down. Apparently there's thunderstorms in the area, but, um, I wanted to get to the NFL because there is a new proposal as uh, Roger Goodell would say about what they, uh, want to do with the onside kick rule. And it's basically get rid of it and replace it with a fourth and 15 and how that would work. Rashad is instead of trying to recover an onside kick, the team would have the option of attempting. And so the way I read this, maybe they would have the choice, but it seems like any team would obviously take the fourth and 15 option, uh, but they would have the ball at their own 25 yard line. If they convert the fourth and 15, they get a first down, keep possession of the ball, Obviously, if they don't get the 15-yard, the team would take over possession from wherever the play ended. So the NFL, thinking about getting rid of the onside kick and replacing it with a fourth and 15. Rashad, thoughts? Where's the kick, uh, or where's the fourth and 15 supposed to take At the 25-yard line. And then if they don't convert, it turns over wherever the ball was. So if they gain 10 yards, they'll get the ball at the 35, the other team. so On their own 35? Um, well, like an onside kick, if, you know, the team 
gets the that is receiving recovers it. They usually get it about the yeah, they're 35 40. So that's essentially where they would get it if the team doesn't convert it. Wow. Um anywhere between the 40 and you know, shorter than that. Okay, I was just making sure I got all the information again before I said how much I hated it. <laughs> uh I I think it's a silly idea. I'm not one for changing the rules, the fundamental rules of what the game is supposed to be. Like I'm not well, let's let's just make the rim nine and a half feet. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, hey, all of a sudden we'll see Trey Young dunk, right? Like certain people will get a chance to like I don't four point shot. Let's yeah, let's let's add a four point shot, you know, which that might be okay, depending on where the like <laughs> seriously, depending Dame is shooting from right there, you might as well give him another point for it. Like if you can pull up and make it from there, yeah. I say why not? I think that's a bad idea. Just on a side note, that's a bad <laughs> idea because I work with a lot of kids, and kids already shoot a three-pointer like they oh. want to be Steph. So if you move, I'm back sure your son does it. Bit, I'm my son does it too, and it drives me. My nuts. son not so much. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm always telling him just take the layup, just take two dribbles and, and pull up. How old's your kid? He's eight. Okay, my uh, he's got a year on my son, and uh, you know last year was his first basketball season, and that's what I was trying to teach him. So hopefully he's not trying to go logo Lillard next no, year. But man, we, we get, I we, hear you though. We it's... get buckets at the rim. Like, let's do that. That's, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, how, that's how we're gonna make this happen. Um, but I'm so I'm looking at something like changing the onside rule. And mind you, they want to do this because the probability of actually recovering an onside kick is it's pretty low. Right, I think I want to say was it like a three percent chance, some like eight percent, some some something incredibly small. I got the numbers if you want them. What are the numbers? So, and this is um, they changed because they changed the rule on onside kicks that teams couldn't get a running start anymore, okay. and yeah, that that's was right. that was um, I believe after the twenty eighteen tw- after the twenty seventeen season. So uh, twenty eighteen was the first year that they had the new rule of where the onside kicking team can't get the running start. And they converted four in the NFL, only four of 53 onside kicks were converted. That's seven and a half percent. Now get this before that rule in 2017, it was 21.7% recovered. They had, they got 13 of 60 um, in 2019. The onside rate went up actually to 12 and a half percent. But keep in mind, two of those were in one game, the Falcons 49ers game, which, I mean, that was just like, <laughs> well, getting one is one thing, but getting two in one game, that's pretty rare. So, um, but basically, since they changed the rule, it has been extremely hard to get an onside kick, much more so than it used to be in the past. No, yeah. And I've, just changing that, like you said, changing the, the fact that you could run up as the, the kicker was running, like that changed everything because obviously you're getting momentum going forward. That's going to help. Um, but they kept it, and I still think there you can still make that happen. You can still recover an onside kick. I think the cool part about it is even when it was like 21% uh, of the teams that were actually recovering it, that's still not a lot. So you still had, you know, I guess it's a lot, but not not we don't we didn't see it as often even then. Like I remember when we saw it in the Super Bowl between the Colts and the, the Saints, Saints. Yeah, yeah, and it was one of those things that whoa. It and, changed the game. And it, it changed everything. That so. one, I mean, really, when you think of onside kicks, that was a kind of like a surprise onside kick. That's not the one that it's like, all right, we're lining up here mm-hmm. for, you know, to try and get this possession back late in the fourth quarter. A little bit different different circumstances. No, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Those are definitely different circumstances. Uh, but I, I guess what I'm saying is the the energy, like, changed that fast. 100%. You know? yeah. An onside kick, like, the the it demoralizes the kicking team and it rejuvenates the team that's receiving hundred percent. Like all yeah. of a sudden you go like the pendulum kind of swings from there. And so I, I, that will be one of those things that you kind of 
takeaway. And I guess I'm an old, you know, fuddy in in the terms of that because I don't I'm not one for seeing the game that I love and games that I've you know played and everything to see them change like that. And I understand with with evolution things are naturally going to change, but there's certain things that like yeah okay we made the game safer by taking the running start away. I'm good with that. Like that's that's fine. We don't see as many collisions and as many concussions. Man, that's 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 cool. That's another way to make the game safer. You know. However, uh, completely taking away uh, the onside kick to make it a fourth. I, I mean, what if, if they gave the option? Like that would be cool. Like you can go do this, or you can go fourth and fifteen. I think it's probably longer, but whatever. You know. So because uh, fourth and fifteen also that's one that can that can happen. You know, fifteen yards with a guy like Odell Beckham or Julio Jones. Or Saquon Barkley, that's you know lining up at as, as a receiver, like fourth and fifteen can happen, no problem. You yeah. know, so if you're gonna do that, you're gonna make it more difficult. Maybe move it back just a little. Well, Andy Reid even said like about the fourth and fifteen rule. He's like, yeah, we got a guy that can do that. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> Seriously? And if you're the, if you're the Chiefs, man, you got a couple. Like, yeah. man, four, fourth and fifteen roll out. Oh, there's Tariq Hill wide yeah. open. Like, that's not a. The Chiefs get 15 yards just on average. Like, that's what they do on second down. And that's that's one thing to think of with, like, offenses these days. It's just, like, a 15-yard play. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not as hard as you think it is. It's really not. And that's the thing. Like, it seems like you're making – this is – which is easier, converting a fourth and 15 or recovering an onside kick? And this is where someone looked at the numbers. Relatively small sample size last season in 2019 – there was only seven fourth and 15 attempts, which I'm guessing are, I don't know if it's just right on fourth and 15 exactly, as uh, my uh, is my guess. Um, only two of them were converted. But someone went from 2015 to 2019 and looked at all the fourth and 15s, and there was about a 24% conversion rate on them. So I think the NFL is just trying to get back to that, you know, there's there's a better chance than what we have now with only 7% of onside kicks. We want to get back to that. There is that one in four chance maybe of the team taking over, getting the ball back. But as I mentioned, fourth and 15 nowadays doesn't seem, I mean, 15 yards is not that, it's not astronomical. It's not like, oh, you're done. No, so, especially with this pass, ha- this pass happy uh, NFL that we have, the fact that you can't touch the receiver, the fact that you can't, touch the quarterback like that like you're making it pretty pretty easy for teams at that point just in my opinion and now granted every team would run into this situation probably at some point where they have to go for it and try and do this onside fourth and 15 however you want to call it but you wonder if the bad teams are going to be in these predicaments more and if they're going to have a quarterback that is really going to be able to convert those fourth and 15s you know do you see your do you see the chiefs in a lot of these situations probably not uh, do you see the better quarterbacks around the league in a deficit to where they're two possessions down and they have to pull this? Probably not. So maybe the wor- teams with worse quarterback situations are going to be put in this situation and they won't convert as much because their quarterback Man, sucks. The Mitch Trubisky is never going <laughs> to convert this. Like we know that off top. Yeah. So um, what I want to get to next is because it blew up this week, and obviously with me being the resident Cowboy fan, we have got to talk about Dak's contract talks. And we will get to that next on 1080 The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
Joe Fisher here sitting in for Mike Lynch on Sports Sunday. Rashad Taylor, of course, here as well. Man, the Ozarks. Lake yeah, of the Ozarks. They're uh, kicking it. It's uh, getting getting lit over there, <laughs> I guess you could say. Uh, man. If you haven't seen, uh, people are showing up to the Lake of the Ozarks in droves. And uh, again, apparently COVID-19 is over, to, uh, according to them. So living their best lives out there in the Ozarks. Yeah, I suppose, man. Not concerned. What what Coronas? <laughs> what does that mean? You know, so, I mean, if if, if you're okay with it, then... I say go for it as long as you know you're safe. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what to say to That's people a big that come. Nope. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, I want to be optimistic, but and I want to tell people to live, but I just, I just can't do that right now. If I'm you, so sorry. Like, just take your time and chill on your own. If you go to the state park, make sure you don't go to the the biggest one where everybody is. Like, let's just let's figure out a way to still make this thing happen. But I don't know. That's that seems <sighs> careless to me. Yeah, um, what what I'm talking about is there was a video that surfaced of like an outdoor bar swimming pool set up in the Lake of the Ozarks out in Missouri, which is known for its uh, summertime activities. If you've uh, ever been there or watched the show Ozarks, they talk about it in that too. Um, my grandpa lives in that area, so I'm just hoping he does not go venture out anytime soon. He's got enough property where he can keep himself occupied. Um, so I, I'm hoping he's not uh, mingling uh, with the people around the Man, Ozark. He's out there kicking it. We got some shorties with him. They're doing oh, some, no. yeah. They're doing some beer bongs. No, uh, yeah. my my grandpa would probably see that video and what the hell are they doing out there? He would be disgusted. Um, what I'm disgusted with is all this slander towards my boy Dak though, and him turning uh, reportedly turning down 35 million a year. But then um, people coming out and then saying, no, he didn't turn it down. They're still in contract talks. But that was the big story from earlier this week is that Dak was offered 35 mil a year and then he turned it down. Now, Todd Archer, the Cowboys reporter, reporter for ESPN, he's come out and he's said that that is what's being basically uh, thrown out to Dak in contract talks, 35 a year. Uh, 35 million a year, 110 million guaranteed, which would put him in the DAC or the Jared Goff range. Um, but I mean, me personally, I just wish he would damn uh, sign the damn franchise tag and just play this year on the franchise tag because it is when I look at the top 10 paid quarterbacks in the league, he fits right in about that number five, number four range for me. And I'll read them off to you, Rashad. And you can tell me if... Wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, start over. You just said Dak Prescott is the 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 what, the where? The I'm, Am I tripping? Did you say four to five range? When I'm looking at the top 10 paid quarterbacks in the league... Hold, you I'm got, done talking to you. <laughs> he's he's leaving right. the studio. Leaving the studio. Done. When I look at the 10 quarterbacks, and when I'll read them to you, and you can tell me one by one if Dak should be paid more or less than them, okay? Sure. All right, so... At number 10, and this is will surprise you that this is the 10th highest paid quarterback in the league, Colts quarterback Jacoby Brissett. He's getting paid at 20, basically 28 mil a year. I like Jacoby Brissett. Over, over Dak. Dak. Man, listen, Jacoby Brissett <laughs> has, it was a no-win situation for him in uh, Indianapolis. And what do you know? He made something 
out of nothing. Jacoby Brissett was also on one of the two quarterbacks that ended up winning a game or a couple games for the Patriots when Brady was out for four games. Man, Jacoby's shown me more on the field than Dak has as far as being lead, being the leader of a team okay. quarterback, but I digress. Oh, okay. But but, but right. for the sake of but for the sake of winning, Dak has won more. It's been in the playoffs, so I'll say Dak. All right, number nine, uh just signed the new deal. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Dak. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's easy. Dak, uh yeah. Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan at thirty million Matt a year. Ryan. And right now, if uh Dak were to uh play next season on the franchise tag, he would be right around there as well. That thirty point one. Um, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yes, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz almost won the MVP before he got hurt and then came back and was phenomenal and got hurt. I'll just uh, tell you to go take a look at his turnover numbers, but uh, I digress. Um, What about Kirk Cousins, number five at 33 mil? Kirk Cousins. And then you're getting into Jared Goff at 33 and a half. Number four, uh, he's tied for third with Aaron Rodgers, where I obviously, I mean, I'll even say I'll take Aaron Rodgers over ah, Dak. But, man, see, the, and this is what I feel kind of about Dak Prescott, about Jared Goff. Uh, you feel just, like they're in the same boat, kind yeah, of. Yeah, he's just extra regular. There's nothing special about him. Extra regular. Yeah, seriously. Like, I mean, there's there's nothing special about him. There's, I mean, he's not terrible, but he's not, like, great. He's not, like, the best I don't, I don't want to say he's not a great leader, you know, because that might be his best quality is that he's a pretty good leader. But, yeah, the Dak just on the field doesn't do much for me. So I'm going to go ahead and say that's a wash, but they're about the same player, if you ask me. All right, and then you finish up the list with Rodgers. Uh, I said he's – Rodgers. Rodgers and a- Goff. A- a- Aaron. Yeah, they're making the same amount, Goff and Rodgers. Uh, number two, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben still. Thirty-four million. Big Ben next still, season. absolutely. And Big then Ben uh, was phenomenal last year, you know, as the uh, or at least before, you know, he got hurt and everything. But uh, yeah, Big Ben. And then you got Seahawks, Russell Wilson, obviously, thirty-five mil a year. Danger Wilson. So, uh, you, man, your your da- your Dak slander's killing me right now. It's not slander. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just what it is, man. Like Jack Dak Prescott is, you know, who he he liked Tarod Taylor. That's oh. what I think about when I think of Dak Prescott. Terod Taylor wasn't a bad player. You know, Terod Taylor took that Bills team to uh, the playoffs. Terod is, again, uh, a, a, a leader, you know what I'm saying, but somebody that would be would put the ball in some unfamiliar situations and cause some turnovers every now and then. Wouldn't throw the ball down the field a lot of time, which is what people kind of picked on Terod Taylor for. Um, didn't have the greatest offensive line. That's not the case for uh, for Dak didn't have the greatest run game, although Shady McCoy was good, but not great. That's not the case for Dak. Didn't have a great receiving core. He had Sammy Watkins. I think that was like his best receiver at Man, a point. Sorry the, sorry the Cowboys good. are so good at uh, getting good players. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They get good players, and because they have such good players, Dak should be much better than he is. That's what I'm saying. Like with all those with all those good guys around him, great running game. You had a great tight end. Uh, you have um, a, a, an elite defensive line. Like you should be much better than you are. You are the weak link on your team right now. That's just what on the offense. On the offense of all the players I just named, Dak is the worst one. And is he better than Amari Cooper? Coming into the Sunday show, I didn't know I was going to get hurt so bad. Listen, listen, we t- cow- I'm a Patriots fan, right? <laughs> You're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Arguably the two most hated teams. Yeah. Not even arguably. The two most hated teams in football, right? By far, 
but also the two teams that people talk about most. For whatever reason, Dallas has picked to win the Super Bowl every single year. And I'm like, have y'all not been watching the Cowboys play for a little bit? Man, but yet and still um, they talk about them. So we talk about Dallas at nauseum. So that's why I'm like able to say, yeah, man, no. Hey, a lot of viewers in the Dallas-Fort Worth area hey, of hey, the Sports Center. Okay, they they they, they got to get those ratings. Um, all right, we're, then realistically, in the per year salary range, where, what do you think Dak should be getting paid? I, I mean, I'm if they got the money, give them. You every team needs a quarterback. If you got the money, give it to them. Give them the fifty. Uh, give them the what is fifty-seven million? Uh, it was. Uh, my God! If they is that had what it was? The, no, it was, it was thirty-five per year. That was what was being rumored, which would put him on par with Russell Wilson. Oh, it's a hundred and uh, hundred and hundred and ten mils. The thank guaranteed. You. Thank, thank you, man. Hey, if you got it, give it to him. And you're Dallas, so you have it. You need a quarterback. I'm not saying Dak is a bad quarterback, but I mean, you need. Uh, he's a top fifteen guy, no problem. And I think being top fifteen gives you a chance to at least make the playoffs. You know, what I'm saying with everything that you have around you. If you have the money, pay Dak. But you have to think about what it's going to do uh, in the long run for you. So at least if you know you have your trigger man, if you really feel like Dak Prescott can get better, do you think he can get better over the next two years, three years, and be the guy that everybody thinks that he can be in Dallas? I think so. Then well, certainly. Then you got to pay him, right? Yeah, and that's uh, I mean that's the thing with contracts is that you got to you're paying for what they've obviously done, but more so what you want them to do going forward, and. Um, Granted to say that the Dak Prescott contract, while he might sign it, it might not be one of the bigger ones for much longer because you got Mahomes coming up. If Lamar Jackson's able to repeat what he did from last year, that's going to be another big contract. Deshaun Watson, he's going to be looking for his contract here soon, and you know he'll get a big one there. Um, I just, yeah, at this point, I want all the talk to be over and Dak just to finally put pen to paper and just get this all over with. Well, the best thing he he can do is come out there and kill at this point with all the naysayers and everything like Dak Prescott can come right out there and kill. Cause guess what? I think the better quarterback is on the bench. We're being real. Yeah. Is this I my think, life? Is this what's happening? Man, right now? you tell me the red rocket isn't better than Dak Prescott. Uh, I won't, I'm not going to admit that. You see? Okay. I'm well. not going to do that. Okay. Well, I won't go. I won't go that far. I mean, I like me some Andy Dalton. He's nice. Uh, nice, nice little quarterback there. But I'm not going as far as saying that he's better than Dak. Not yet. No. Okay. Well, who knows? Know he's back. In, he's will. back in his home state of Texas. He might feel more comfortable, and uh, if he gets his chance. Yeah. No, Andy Dalton no. wasn't the biggest problem with the I'm, Bengals. I'm, I'm not going that far. Andy Dalton wasn't the problem with the Bengals. Oh, like they had multiple problems. He wasn't it. All right. I'm uh, cutting this Dak slander short. I'm sick of it. And also, of course, over again. But uh, when we come back um, in this. Uh, crazy coronavirus times that we're living in these tough times uh we have a couple baseball stadiums that are doing some cool things and it leads me to a question that i want to ask rashad about what he would do so we will get to that next but first sports center update by me Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Joe Fisher here sitting in for Mike Lynch. Rashad Taylor across the glass for me. And uh, I, I didn't plan for a hate it or love it. And we're not we're not going to do it because I like it when, you know, we have the multiple people. We can do the scoring. But this is one of my favorite beats of all time. It is a great beat, man. This is this is my favorite song from the games. 
best album, the documentary. Yes, sir. Seventh, seventh grade. This was uh You were seventh grader? Seventh grader. Wow, you're dating me, Joe. <laughs> you're dating me, fam. I was uh what? I was twenty-three when this came out. Yep. Seventh and grade. Twenty-two, twenty-three. This was big at Hazelbrook Middle School in Tualatin, man. I was living in Vegas, <laughs> man, when this album came out, man. This was my this is my soundtrack. So, um, what, uh, no hate it or love it, but I did want to get to some uh, feel-good stories, if you will, about uh, the coronavirus. and love feeling good. Um, and what some baseball stadiums are doing to uh, basically stay open, get some revenue stream, you know, still do their thing. Um, and one of them is a double-A team, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Yes, that is a real team name. All right. One of my favorite things to do is take quizzes about uh, minor league teams and if, like, the team is a real team or not. They give me, like, a fake name, and I have to guess, is that an actual minor league team or not? Because there's just so damn many. But, yes, Pensacola Blue Wahoos, real team. Um, They are listing their stadium on Airbnb. And you may wonder, wait, how? okay, how does that work? How do you list an entire stadium (laughs) On Airbnb. Well, what they're doing is for $1,500 per night, Rashad, up to 10 guests are granted access to the stadium, which includes use of the team's clubhouse, batting cage, and field, along with a batting practice setup. Um, okay. So 1500 bucks per night, you can take you and nine of your buddies or whoever you want and basically... You're you're having a sleepover at a baseball stadium. That's awesome. I'm in. <laughs> like you said, it's fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred a night. Oh, you split, it's, man. You split between, that up between, between 10, four guys, 10. between four or five guys. Man, absolutely. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's up to ten guests. So exactly, if you take four or five, I mean, that's just man. You know. Do you know the 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 wiffle ball we're gonna play at the stadium that night? You know, some some late night games, a la Sandlot. Like, please. We're absolutely doing that. If it's only fifteen hundred, that's a that's a small that's one person's stimulus check and another three hundred bucks, man. <laughs> I think we can make that happen. Uh, now I do have to throw in the plus fees because the Airbnb that's that's where they get you. It's fifteen hundred per night, but plus fees you're probably looking at two grand. But where at do you cook? But where do you cook? Or where do you like? Because the point of an Airbnb a lot of time is like, man, I've got a place to like make our own food if we need to, or shower. Or it sounds like I'm just able to come here and sleep on the field which again cool experience but what's all the extra fees for yeah do they get catering or something like yeah, that I'm saying, the like there's or? where's where's the food coming from where are the restrooms and showers that i'm supposed to use like do i get access to the locker rooms and yep. stuff too get a bedroom next to the clubhouse sleeps 10 and a staff member will stay on site for security and to answer questions um yeah i don't uh, i'd have to pull up another article to see if they're uh, what the food amenities are like but um this uh made me start to think if you could basically have a sleepover in one sports stadium or like facility or basically get to do what they're doing, what would it be? And I I know what mine is. Uh, and if you need a couple seconds to think, I can go first. Yeah, go ahead and go first. I think I have a pretty good idea of what mine would be. Um, no question, Autzen Stadium. Because really? if I'm getting access to the stadium and the facilities in like – all the stuff that the players get access to. And, uh, I mean, they have, like, a barber shop. They got video game rooms, ping pong rooms. I mean, I think they might uh, – I know Clemson's facility, they have a damn, like, mini putt area. So if 
I get access to the stadium and also the facility, then uh, I'm all in for Austin Stadium. If I'm not getting access to the facility and being able to do all that other stuff, then... Well, if it's access to the facility, then it's, it's Jerry World for me. Like, I mean... Number one, playing Madden on that the, the the jumbotron up there would be amazing. And the thing about Jerry World is, man, you've got yeah. you've got bars and you've got clubs and you've got all types of stuff that are you know just amenities of uh, of the stadium. So uh, yeah, is it? This makes me wonder: is everybody on staff for those uh, things? Like, if I go to a restaurant up in Section Six Hundred, uh, will there be? You know, people ready to wait on my team and I. You know, my my buddies. Uh, that honestly, you you might have just totally shot down my odds and idea with that AT and T stadium. Man, I didn't even t- think of the video game possibilities with the big screen. Man, when I was playing playing Madden three nights ago, playing against the Cowboys and you know playing AT and T, it's like man, even on a video game, it looks dope. You know, right. it just looks so cool. So I'm like, man, if there is any time I got a chance to to stay the night or do some stuff there, and please, I'm absolutely staying at AT and T. Jerry World would be my my pick. I think, uh, you know, just staying the night in any, like, classic stadium, like Madison Square Garden or something like that would be sick. But um, my I have this weird rule with AT&T Stadium that I don't ever want to go there unless it's for a Cowboy game. Like, I if I ever end up in Dallas or something like that for some reason or another, and it's during a time where they're not playing, I don't want to go take an AT&T Stadium tour or something like that. Like, oh, here's... A- Here's these empty seats. Here's that big screen that's nothing on it right now. It's like, now nah, if I'm going to go to AT&T Stadium, it's not going to be for just, oh, this is nice. Like, I'm going for a Cowboys game filled, and hopefully that will be sooner rather than later. I mean, NFL says that that's going to happen this season, full like, stadiums. Like if, so. you, like, if you got a chance and really, <laughs> and, and even if we're talking about, man, older venues and stuff like that, yeah. like the Boston Garden would have been right. cool, you yep. know, for a night or – uh, even the old LA form, you know, would have been a, a cool place to just kind of the, well, not now, but at a point, Memorial Coliseum was cool. <laughs> like now, I just feels feels like it's haunted and creepy every yeah. time I'm there. So. Right, I went I went there for a Winter Hawks game um, just before this all happened, and that was probably the first time I had been there in ten years. And uh, I now know I now know what everyone talks about now. I mean, it it when I went, I was probably fifteen, sixteen the last time I was there. And since then, I just heard all the things about the Memorial Coliseum. And so I was like, all right, let's check this out. Oh, okay. I I get what people are talking about. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. So the no, Glass Palace, man. Yeah, there's some cool places that I would, you know, I, I would really have to think about that. But just off the top, um, Jerry World and um, I don't know, Rose Garden, or excuse me, Moda Center yeah. isn't a bad place. Right. So and, um, also, uh, the Daytona Tortugas, another real team, high high A affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds. They um, they play their games at Jackie Robinson Ballpark, and the other night they had a socially distant viewing of forty two at Jackie Robinson Park. Nice. So they had you know six foot everything kind of marked off, which hopefully is all good. And they, I mean, they did their part in making sure that everything was safe and all good there. But they did uh, on their big old screen board. They put the movie on there for families to come through and watch that. And um, also that Pensacola Blue Wahoos, they allowed a men's baseball league to play games there yesterday. And they're playing games there today, too. So I don't know when the Airbnb starts up and when you can start, 
renting that out. But right now they're letting their field be used by the men's baseball league in Pensacola. And they're going to be uh, raking in that Airbnb money too. Man, smart move, you know, <laughs> by them to open up. Man, they got to figure out a way to make money somehow. And albeit fifteen hundred a night, I'll take it. Uh, hey, man, services and fees. I'm telling you, it's going to be pushed over two grand. I, I, I I'm almost a want to jump on the Airbnb during the break and see if they have it listed yet <laughs> to see what the cost would be. Yeah, let's in let's, total. Let's check on that. But um, yeah, AT and T Stadium. I think that has to be the go to. You totally blew my world with that one. I was thinking Austin, no question. Didn't even think about AT&T and It's the nicest, newest, you know, one that they have. Like, yeah, that's the one that I would probably spend my time in for the night. All right. So we got one more segment to go. As we do, we'll figure it out on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. We made it, Rashad. We did it, Joe. You did it, man. We don't need no Mike. No, we don't need him. Mike who? <laughs> Mike who? Speaking well, of Mike's, did you see Mike Tyson last night show up to the AEW um, pay-per-view and have a back and forth with Jake the Snake Roberts? What? Yeah. What year is it? Uh, man, it feels like it's What's 94 all over again. However, uh, yeah, last night, Mike Tyson, and he took a shirt off. He just wanted to show everybody, like, I'm still in great shape, or I'm in great shape now. And uh, I, I saw him trending on Twitter because of some, uh, what was it, the belt he introduced or something? Like, he had a, he introduced new, a new belt at the really? wrestling event or something? I don't know. That's the only oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, that was for last night. That was at the AEW event. Yes. Yeah, that was the only thing I saw why he was trending is because he was... He debuted well, a new he, belt. You didn't see him trending because he's a, a badass and he's Mike Tyson and he's punching I, stuff again? I, I, yeah, I feel like I've been seeing that once a week now of him just, like, coaching random bros in different places and just like, no, you got to do this and you got to... And then he just... That's a great Mike Tyson voice. He just goes off and you're like, oh, my God. Okay, so let me ask you this, Joe. And and if there's any fellows out there, you know, on the text line, man... Make sure you, you you text back. So you are you and your lady are somewhere fun, you know, enjoying yourself, having a good old time, a grand old time, and you see Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson grabs your girl on her butt. Uh oh. And, and not not just like not, not a good game kind of grab, but like an grab aggressive and squeeze. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then and then afterwards looks you right in your eyes, man. What, what do you do? Do you just let that go? Because I'm sure your girls can tell you to walk away. Do you let it go or do you defend yourself? Kick his ass, Joe. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't have a choice. Like, listen, that's a fight that you know you're going to lose. Oh, yeah. I would just um, the pride in you, you have to do that. I would uh, basically, uh, you know, she's raising a fuss. Are you going to do something about this? What are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I'll explain later why I'm going to do absolutely nothing about this. I'll give you context later, okay? Let's just continue on our day. You know, when we get home, that's a whole nother conversation. And show her some YouTube videos. Yeah, but you know those your arguments are never going to be show, the same show her. because every single time that you think that you're going to get aggressive with your voice, she'll say, why didn't you talk to Mike Tyson like that? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, now you're back in this small place. So I think as a, as a man, you got to take that ass whooping, man. Because <laughs> no here's the cool part. I'm going to the bank afterwards because I'm suing you. <laughs> 
But if for two yeah, things, number one, you just true. sexually harassed my lady. <laughs> number two, you hit me in the stomach because I'm going down like sack of potatoes the, <gasps> the minute he hits me, and it's gonna be over. But I'm saying you have to do something. My manhood won't allow me. Me and my friends argue about this all the time. I'm like, man, that's Mike Tyson. It's like, bro, I don't care. <laughs> like, I have to. Like, you'll never be able to live that down. This is one of those things that will always hover over you like a bad credit score. Um, you know, obviously it depends on the lady's reaction that I'm with, but if anything, I'm taking it as somewhat of a badge of honor saying, Hey, Mike Tyson thinks my girl's got the goods gave her a nice little, uh, nice little swat there. So that's the angle I would try to take with it. Yeah, my girl's so fine. Mike Tyson slapped her on it. Lee had no. <laughs> I don't want to take that angle. It's just uh, one of those things. Like, that's all I would think about. What is it? Like, uh, the longest yard when, uh. Adam Sandler, he shows up to the golf course, and he's like, I think uh, my wife and yeah, you got together. And, like, and he's like, yeah. oh, sorry about that. He's like, no, are you kidding me? My yeah. wife's left with the whole crew. Uh, we got a text here on the text line that says, my pride won't let me step down. However, I'll end up like homie from The Hangover. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, because we know, you know your, your, your ass is going to be whooped. There's nothing you can do about that. Like, he's Mike Tyson. Now, let's just be honest. Floyd Mayweather more than likely is going to beat you up if it's if it's like that. More, no. I like how you say more than likely. I mean, depending <laughs> on how big you are, but Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather is still a professional. I saw this fool doing neck exercise. I don't think all boxers do it, but he was doing <laughs> neck uh, exercise where he had a like a weird kind of like you know old leather football helmet type thing, and it had weights, weights attached on to it. And yeah. he was just moving his neck Getting like that. <laughs> Anybody that's preparing their neck to be you know knocked or the head to be knocked off their shoulders, man, is ready for a fight. So if Floyd Mayweather swings on you, more than likely, you're, you're gonna you're gonna get beat up by by Floyd too. So any professional great fighter, I'm not saying anybody, but any professional great fighter is probably beating you up in that situation. But again, for your pride, I can't I can't let it go. Man, um, I got I got to make a move. I'm going for a shin kick. If anything, that's my first move. And you're running, <laughs> kicking him in the shin, and then yeah. getting the hell out of there. So uh, so so, do you take the first swing? Technically, he's taking the first swing. If he just grabbed my girl by the backside, technically, he's just stepped the line. So I have to at that point. And if not, I'm just going to look like I'm about to swing on him and wait for him to hit me. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how self-defense works. And I think in different places, it's going to look differently. But <laughs> if you, if I'm saying, if you touch my girl, then we, we have a problem. Uh, and this could be uh, easier for me right now because I don't, have a girlfriend i'm living that single life let's just so. make believe and say you do you know what i mean like that's that's what we're doing right now we're just make believe and i think if my girl reacts like i'm getting angry thinking she, about it now <laughs> get more mike tyson how dare you um yeah i think that i would just basically be like baby baby no just it's fine it's fine just like no no and like please please just Watch these videos on my phone real quick of who that was. Yeah, I would show her what he says to reporters at press conferences. Do you yeah. swing or just take the ground, man? I try to. I'm taking a. I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna take a swing. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna allow him to swing on me, but I, I mean, mean, if we're speaking hypothetical, and I, I gotta like, it's like, no, you gotta go. You gotta go fight for her honor. You gotta stand up to him. Then, I mean, yeah, I'm taking a swing right at the face, but it's not gonna end well. It's and not. Any, I mean, that. do you realize that his hands could probably kill a man? Bare knuckle. They're, they're registered as weapons, yes, yeah. sir. Bare knuckle, that could end a man's life. And yes. that's where it's like, eh, yes. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, so Mike Tyson is one of those dudes I definitely don't want any type of problems with. But there are certain situations to where, as a man, like, I, I, I've 
got to say something. <laughs> I can't. I mean, there's no way I can let this go because the way my girl is going to look at me following this event is going to, that's going to be bad. <laughs> so I have to do this. And I know I'm going to get knocked out. I'm probably going to lose some teeth, maybe even a, 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 a neck you know, injury of or some sort. die. Yeah, or possibly death. You know, either way, I know we're getting paid after <laughs> this is over. You know, that was always my theory in, like, high school and stuff, is that if any, like, bigger guy wanted to mess with me, and I think I even said it to one person at one point, like, go for it. I've seen your house. I'm 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 ready for that lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, man, how, how, how much do you really like that car of yours? Like, go ahead and, and swing on me. And if you're Mike Tyson... You got a record, and you've got a you got a criminal past. I am waiting for that smoke. Yeah. I need. To, I'm yeah. I've been wanting somebody to like Mike Tyson to punch me in the face so I can get paid for a I, while. I think in that situation, I'm uh, probably doing everything that you shouldn't do. Uh, yelling for help. <laughs> help! Someone just touched my girlfriend. No, the minute he puts his hands on me, I'm going man again. Oh, oh my god! Like I'm doing all that stuff. I'm gonna flop like LeBron if he, you know, if he even gets near me, just oh, and just That's fall to the ground. Do. That's what you do, officer. Security. Make a big old security, scene. Security, please help. That's exactly what I'm doing. Ah man. Well, hopefully, uh, you don't ever run into Mike Tyson doing that to you or your significant other, and hopefully, you enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day. It looks like the weather is decent. 72 today. Let's go. Let's go. I might have to go hack up the middle school grass a little bit more after the show. Hurt that. Work on that golf stroke. Yeah. I'm going to work on my stroke, too. Yeah. I mean, golf's exploding, man. You should uh, definitely work on that stroke, among other things. Oh, yeah, golf. That's what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, man. (laughs) Rashad, thank you for... uh, Thank you, Joe. Great job. Chilling with me. You know, uh, it's the Memorial Day Sunday. You could have taken the day off, too, and you didn't. So I appreciate you being here with me. Oh, of course, man. You're a blast, man. I had a good time, bro. All right, for Joe Fisher and Rashad Taylor, Mike Lynch will be back next week. All three of us will be here. Again, enjoy your Memorial Day Sunday, and thanks for listening to Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.